The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 6, 2022, season 18, episode number 45. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, today we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams defense versus the Cowboys offense. Uh, before we get to that, though, we had a couple things I wanted to catch up on from the uh, press conference and just some general news and notes around the Cowboys. Let's start with some injury updates. What's going on with Jordan Lewis? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that I don't remember him being asked in the press conference today, was he? I always miss no, he speak the injury what it is because I can't say the word <laughs> groin. Yeah, yeah. What do you uh, call it? Groin. I, groin. I, it, groin, it, it, groin. I never say it right, <laughs> so I always appreciate when people say it for or you say it real fast. I've got groin. Everybody's got a word like that. Like yeah, they, they just they, don't say. They, I mean, I've got so one. uncomfortable saying it. Yeah. yeah. What groin. is yours? I, I don't know. It starts with an H and ends with an H. It's a Christmas term or a joyous term. I don't know. Whatever. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't say that word. I can't say it's it. It's so hard. I just don't say it. Those L's don't. They don't work together. I can't do it. I'm not <laughs> going to. Have to do it. No, I'm not going to do <laughs> no, it. I can't. Yeah, you're right. I can't do I it. I don't want to hear it. But I can say growing, and that's what Jordan Lewis <laughs> that's had. That's what he's dealing with right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a hard time I thinking. Heard anything? That's a quick uh, turnaround. I don't. I don't yeah. see that happening of him playing. Um, I think he did. I think he's maybe working into a practice, or maybe maybe he's getting to work with with um, a Brit right on the side. So that always is a, is an indication that it could be sooner than later on a return. But when your when your backup comes in, you have two backups. One of them comes in and gets six tackles, which is McQuamu, and then the other for the nickel backup, um, Deron Bland. You know, has a good game, gets a pick. I don't know if they're going to be rushing Jordan Lewis back this week, but. I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly going to be a tough matchup. Because I was about to say, yeah. you know, so again, well, you might want a veteran because well, of who he's facing. Well, I, not with a bad groin. Now yeah. I got to say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Hallelujah. You know, it's it's funny. Um, would you consider? Do you consider traveling? Do you consider traveling this week <sighs> with Diggs? And yeah, I just kind of feel like that. Cooper Cup is going to get his. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just, I mean, do you do you just totally because you're not going to take him out of the game? But if he gets 14 catches, they still lose games. We've seen right. that. So, do you do you say okay, we're going to travel with and just let him get 14 catches and mess everybody up up in the secondary? The thing I I don't want I wouldn't want Allen Robinson to get going. You yeah. know, I think you have to figure out like Cup. He's going to get probably 14 catches. Just get ready for it. Uh, you know, Higby, the tight end, and I know we're going back and talking about their offense, but now I'm thinking about, okay, to me, he's the next most important thing that I have to take care of in this game. So I know the Cooper Cup's going to make plays. Maybe I could take Higby out of this game. Maybe I could find a way to limit him because they're struggling getting the ball to Allen Robinson. 
So if that's the case, maybe just by the way they're scheming, Robinson's struggling in these games. I think I'd travel Diggs with Robinson. I would just take him and let Diggs take Robinson and then try to get him out of the game. And then, you know, then you can double and kind of zone the other, you know. But it's it's hard to just play it one way because the way they use him, they use him almost as a glorified running back. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was 14 catches. It's almost like 14 carries, which that's a, still a lot of yards, right? 140-something yards? Yeah, he had nine game. yards of reception on that. And and you're it's right. See, that's terrible, but it's not it's not great. That's when you watch the Rams and you're saying, well, they don't run the ball. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they do. They throw yeah. the ball a bunch formation, and then everybody blocks their ass off for a nine-yard gain. That's how they. That's how they do it. So, it is ass. Yeah. yeah, I. I would. I would wonder if a week like this. I. I, I don't know about traveling just because I. Man, you know how it goes. When you travel one guy, that means everybody's got to travel. Well, everybody gets screwed up. Yeah, especially with with when you're talking about Cup, because if he travels from one, he's he's always going to move. So he's going to come in motion. He's going to go in short motion, and once he goes across the center. It changes everybody in the secondary for what they have to do. As good as this defense is playing, I would prefer to say – just play what you play. Do what you do. Right. If Coop, like you said, if Cup gets off and gets fourteen catches, that's fine because we've seen this season yeah. they're two and two, and he's getting that number of targets every single week. Right. And they've lost two of those games, which makes me think that that doesn't kill you if he gets that number of catches. You just don't want you want to make sure that wherever he catches the ball, that's where he goes down. You don't need yards after catch. He goes down where he catches the ball, and if you do that, I think you can still be successful against this team. It to me. If they find a way to run the football against you and have success, I think that's far worse than Cooper Cup catching the I ball. Agree. I mean, because you know, we've figured out here, teams get behind the chains against the Cowboys, it turns into pass rush, it turns into pressure, and it turns into punts for the opponent. So I, I personally worry about I, – I, I know this just from being in, you know, in pro scouting and, and, and going on the road and evaluating. I said, listen – I know we can't run the ball again. I know we can't run the ball against anybody else, but we need to try and run it against these guys. Yeah. We need to try, and if we have success, it could help us win this football. I'm I'm talking from a Rams perspective. That you know, as as an advanced scout, I would go back to Sean McVay and say, Coach, I know it's three yards of carry. These guys will give you opportunity to run the ball. We just have to be committed to doing it, and that's that's what I kind of worry about with this crew right here. Yep. Let's talk about a few other guys that showed up on the injury report yesterday. You got Donovan Wilson, you got Jake Ferguson, you got Quentin Bohanna. Do we know anything about where they are? Can I? I'll comment about Ferguson because I know that one. That one was a knee. MRI was didn't show anything, so they're going to try and practice him uh, and get him ready. I, I didn't get any indication that he wouldn't play. I know that was one of those once it popped up on the injury report, and I said. Oh, maybe I need to ask about this, but was told the MRI was negative or clean, and so we'll see him out here trying to practice or maybe miss a day or two and then and then try and be ready for the game. Those other guys should be ready. I mean, Donovan Wilson, I think, had a rest day, and um, I think um, you yeah. know, Bohanna should be working into practice. So we'll see. I mean, somebody's got to be inactive, so that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play because yeah. he could be banged up enough where – Someone you know takes his spot, but, but and hopefully they get Jaron Curse back up this week, right? Well, he said he's playing. Yeah, right. he said he said he's going to join the best safety group in the league, without a doubt, best like safety it. group in the league. So, and that that might mean taking uh, Anthony Barr off the field because to me Anthony Barr is Ambar's roller coaster ride. 
it's the up, it's the down, it's the up. Maybe you put a guy down in the box, he's a little bit better tackler down there, I feel like. You know, we haven't seen we haven't seen Anthony Barr blitz. You know, and maybe that's what Anthony Barr can do, but I right. haven't seen him, you know, I think once or twice maybe, but it, yeah. not like I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I do wonder if that's a little – the way they're using him is a little out of role for him. because He can't cover. Yeah, what, what we've known about him <laughs> yeah. most of his career is that he is a, he is a guy that goes after – He's the, a forward player. The, yeah, and yeah. so trying to play him as an off-ball linebacker, it might be just something that he's not as good at. All right, let's uh, real quick. I had there was a question that came up during the press conference I thought was interesting, and I wanted to dive in a little bit. Uh, the question was about uh, guys that, uh, or it was specifically about Fowler, uh, but it kind of developed into other guys as well, uh, talking about the number of snaps they were getting. And Mike McCarthy said he wanted to get him more snaps. There were other guys he wanted to get more snaps. He mentioned guys like Golston and Hill and Gallimore. My question for you guys is based on that defensive front, he said, you know, it really is a great problem to have, but. You know, because of the depth, it's hard to get some of the guys you want to get more snaps, more snaps. Uh, that being said, who would you look at on that defensive front where you would say, you know, if I had just one guy I wanted to give more playing time because I think it would help this team, it would be whoever. Who would that player be? Fowler for me. I kind of feel like that, you know, with you know him, Armstrong. I, I think Armstrong. I, I mean, I I know on 105.3 the fan that was my guy. That was my you know a couple guys. It was Armstrong and Anthony Brown, guys. I thought that were gonna you know the game was gonna go. You know, Brown has kind of struggled a little bit. Yeah, and and Armstrong. I mean, he ha- he's had moments where he's been good. I think there's something about Fowler's game now. The thing that bothers me about Fowler is he's so anxious about getting up the field. Some of those runs off the edge, the perimeter runs, have been with him in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, am I asking? Oh, put a guy out there and they start running the ball, and then all of a sudden it looks bad again. I, but I just think there's something about that veteran, that understanding of how to rush the passer. Because if people are going to pay so much attention to Parsons. You know, you're going to have to have the others. It's got to be. It's got to be Tank. It's got to be Fowler. It's got to be Armstrong. It's got to be Hill. Those guys. They've they've got to to step up and, and make plays. But I'd like to see Fowler get more more opportunities. If it was me, you know, a guy that probably not for this year. Like he's not. Sam Williams, he's a guy that he 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 has something that I really like about him. He's just a little young and reckless and he's a rookie and he just needs to kind of come on discipline here and not be so crazy but that that craziness is what also what I liked about him and and just I've seen him go after guys with so much power and force and and aggressiveness but he's not quite there yet but He's only going to get there the more he gets, the more chances he gets, and the better um, his game will be cleaned up by those chances. So he's a guy that I would like to see him, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, don't don't get penalties, stay, you know, clean up your game and all that. So it's kind of like a weird balance there, but he's a guy I'm definitely looking forward to as far as his development overall. Yeah, I don't really have an answer there, honestly. I don't think there's one guy. Um, that's that should be uh, playing more, but because we're talking about this, I do want to bring this up okay. about. I was looking at the Cowboys depth chart. This is their. This is this is where they were drafted. Okay, going to the top to bottom of the depth chart. Just listen, listen to this. Second round, 
third round, second round, first round, first round, fourth round, second round, fifth round, third round, third round, fifth round, undrafted free agent. That is the second team of the defense. Oh, geez. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, is, that is what they're working with. Those, All, those are not the starters. That is not the starters. <laughs> that, is, that is the second round, the second team. Yeah, you look at Barr, oh, wow. you get Tristan Hill, That's you got impressive. you got um, Dante you were Fowler. The starters. Right, right. That's, That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. the. I mean, and and I kind of did that with the offense, and it doesn't look the same at all, you know, because yeah. they have multiple backups. Well, well let's go and Farniak are all over. But still, I mean, like it's not the same. The, my point all along is that is that they've got great great depth right now and and that that they're hard shout to get to those Will. guys on the field. Yeah, I mean that's you know and and a shout out to the to the guys that are starting. I mean if you look at the, let's just do the same thing with the starters. Second round, sixth round, third round, fourth round, first, first, sixth, third, second, undrafted, sixth round, first. I think I did that right. I don't know. Um I don't remember what Donovan Wilson was sixth round maybe. Sixth round. Yeah. So you know, I mean that that's not super super impressive. It's yeah. just it's just kind of the way it works out. But I think from the young defensive guys like like you know Sam Williams, Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Dante Fowler, he's not that young, but Jarrell Cox. But he was a first round, a high yeah, first high round first pick, round yeah. pick. Yeah, Anthony Barr. But but it's just this is hard to get on the field. They, you, they've done a nice job. Would you guys like to see more bland? I would, and it looks like we might. Um, I mean, yeah. I know it's an injury right now, and you're going to see him out of necessity because of what's going on with Jordan Lewis, but. Yeah. Here's, to me, I, that, I you know, I, there's, I mean, Hint, Wilson, Bland, these guys. I mean, we did the backup grades yesterday and stuff. I mean, it was I, it was weird because to me, it's like all these guys are playing well enough to yeah. be starters. When I they see really are. when you say, boy, they they might need to take away Higby at, at tight end. I, I look at Israel Mukwamu, a former yeah. cornerback who's yeah. big and he's playing as a safety. I'm sure he's added some some muscle and weight for to play that position. I see him as a tight end, not tight end stopper, but a tight end matchup guy. Um, and I think I think he would be, you know, I see Nashawn Wright kind of doing that too. Yeah, the thing about that is, though, both those guys are even depth because right. you got J. Ron Kirst, who did a really good job at that same role last yeah. year. So you start thinking about that, yeah, that'd be great. They're also behind somebody. It's This defense is is is, is really, really yeah. deep. I mean, it's really deep. I think you almost have to treat Higby like a wide receiver. I mean, we used to see that. So you put a corner on him. Yeah. Well, McQuamu. corner. Yeah. But that, the thing about it is, remember the Rod Marinelli administration that we used to see Byron Jones every once yeah. in a while? Yeah. When, when the, the Eagles were really rolling with those tight ends that they had, mm-hmm. you would see like, like Byron Jones would leave corner and then he would go and play over, you know, even uh, Rob Ryan, he would do it, you know, he would move guy, move a corner on. So if you got a guy that's a real, real, is a true weapon and you put somebody on there that knows how to cover and knows how to carry routes and things like that, it's, you know, it, you can't just say, oh, we're going to put a linebacker on him because mm-hmm. he runs away from linebacker, mm-hmm. even though you've got linebackers that can cover a little bit. But I would treat Higby like a, like a wide receiver if it was me. Especially on a team like this where you think he's probably the second-best receiving Second-best option, option right now. Yeah, he yeah. sure is. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll jump into the Los Angeles Ram defense versus the Cowboys offense. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. 
And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Back to the break. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, and uh, this segment is presented by Blockchain.com. Let's jump into the Rams' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. Brian, as I did yesterday, I kind of qualified my first question of what do they do best by saying outside of Cooper Cup. I think it's equally um, apropos to say that on the defense outside of Aaron Donald, what's the best thing that they do? Yeah, I think to me, um, they've got a player that can eliminate anybody in your receiving core. They've got the guy. Now, he struggled at times. If you watch the Buffalo game, it wasn't one of, ba- one of Jalen Ramsey's better games. Uh, Diggs did a great job of in that game. He, when you talk about Ramsey, super aggressive. He's going to play both sides. He's going to line up on the left corner. He's going to line up on right corner. He's going to play in the slot occasionally. So he can walk wherever they feel like, down in distance-wise. They could say, okay, it's third. So it's not about a person necessarily. It's, it's, it's not about, about situations. It's about a situation. Okay. Like, they, they, can, they, could take, they could take him and they can, you know, move him around. Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, has that ability. And they, 
and you mentioned Donald because I'll, I'll say it with him. They do the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to play the under tackle, the three technique on the shoulder of a of a guard. He's going to move around. He could play defensive end. He could play the one inside. He could play the three outside. Uh, so they're going to move him around quite a bit. Uh, you know, Bobby Wagner will make every single tackle as a, as a linebacker. Uh, he's getting up there in age a little bit. But if you leave him unblocked, he's capable to finish. Leonard Floyd's a guy that I've kind of, I kind of watch him rush. I watch him play, and I'm thinking like, okay, you have to figure out a way. As much attention as you need to pay with Donald Floyd's a capable pass rusher as well. They're they're a little bit they're they're struggling a little bit right now because their cornerbacks are banged up, and so they're going with a rookie, this Kendrick. They're going with him in replace of uh, David Long. And, you know, and they've also Durant and Nichols had some problems too. It seems like that people like uh, Kendrick is one of those guys that gives a lot of room. So the slants, the in routes, things like that, the quick breaking routes and stuff, he's given up some, some big plays. He went for an interception the other night in the game against San Francisco, played it with the wrong hand. And it ended up where Debo Samuel caught the ball and went for a big, big gain. Ended up being a, a touchdown right there. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a group that that has some outstanding players, some of the best players in the league. But it also has guys in the starting lineup that are, will give up some plays. And so that's where the Cowboys have to take advantage. I don't think it's throw away from Jalen Ramsey. To be honest with you. I think there's some things you can try and do if you want to double move him and stuff like that of how aggressive he is. I'd go for it uh, because, like I say, there's film of him not, you know, him guessing and 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 not coming up big on the play. But if you're going to attack a if if you're going to tackle a, a cornerback in this game, Kendrick number six is the guy you want to go at right here. And but be ready of them moving Aaron Donald around too as well. You're, you're not going to be able to get a beat on him. Like he's not going to sit there in one spot. Is, so be is, ready for that. Is there a point of vulnerability in the front seven? I know you mentioned the cornerback, the rookie cornerback yeah. in the secondary. In the front seven is an area where you can exploit it either from the standpoint of being able to run or just an area where you think there's some opportunity to take advantage of a, of a guy in the front seven. Yeah, I think that, you know, with, with Ashawn Robinson is a little bit, you know, him and Gaines and Donald and then, you know, with this with Justin uh, Hollins, it, you know, they've got some guys that kind of – Floyd is another one. I mean, they're, they're so long on the edge that it, they're, hard to, they're hard to kind of reach because they extend on you and stuff. So, you know, teams have had some success just like taking the ball at them. Because Donald will, Donald will like he'll he'll jump a gap, and you can maybe get him a little wide, and then go in there. So, the thing that where Donald makes the most of his plays are if you run the ball away, and then he goes back door, and then comes down the line. Mm-hmm. So running the ball at him is not a bad thing because he's trying like heck to avoid getting the gap, and then make the play behind the line of scrimmage. So. I would try uh, – maybe inside would be a little bit better against these guys than trying to get on the edge because guys like Wagner, he can run and get outside. And then the, the, the length of these defensive ends I think is pretty impressive too. Any chance the NFL just suspends Bobby Wagner this week because of his uh, 
assault on that fan. No, and I hope every player from now on <laughs> starts destroying stupid fans that decide they want destroying. to run on the field. Destroy them. Well, like I, either, I, it, hey. it drives me crazy that that now the, the guy has a, a – there's a police report yeah. out there. I'm like, come on, man. You ran onto an NFL field. What do you expect? Well, the NFL's got to do something because of the security guards that they got. I mean, they're, they're tearing their ACLs just trying to catch them. So we uh, I, I, I on radio we talked about this the other day, and I think there needs to be a different plan of attack. If you're a field security uh-oh. person, you have to be a former athlete. You have to be somebody. You know, that, former players out there. Former player. Oh, yeah. I would love well. to see that. Yeah, no, I because, would love to see that because yeah. you don't need me in the in the red windbreaker trying to chase people <laughs> around. It just doesn't work. So me and the red windbreaker running around, falling. You're the down. supervisor. Yeah, you're the supervisor. So, I want Jesse Holly out there. Right. Stand exactly, back. Did you guys? Right. Did you guys exactly see? Right. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Uh, just because of my line of work. Did you see the lady? They were having a problem in Minnesota with people chaining themselves. The Minnesota Timberwolves were having problems with people chaining themselves to the basket and stuff like that in protest for like PETA stuff and things like that. Okay, there was a lady in the second row at a Timberwolves oh, game. Oh, I saw that. Yes, and this yeah. one, the one security guard lady was looking, 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 and as soon as that lady took off for the court, oh yeah, she oh, tackled yeah. her right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Talk that, about destroying her. She destroyed. Yeah, her. that's what I'm saying. I saw that. See, okay. Good vision, <laughs> awareness, awareness, scouting, awareness, awareness, check. awareness and tackle skills. Burst, point. tackle, burst. Right. See, not Brian she brought us in the first row too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. She, she went second row in between people that probably paid two grand a piece for she those was seats. Watching, yeah. So yeah, she went in there, got on her, and got on her before she got on the court, <laughs> and then just boom, took her down right there. That's what you got to have. Yeah. You can't have like. You know, it's like Laurel and Hardy out there, old, you know, running around, Benny, whatever. The old Benny Hill. The old Benny, you know, and they're playing the Benny music. Terry Tate. Yeah, and then, like, you, you blow an Achilles. Somebody did. You, that you guy in the black knee. shirt, yeah. he was out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, to me, those guys are okay in the stands. But if you're on the field, you have to be a, a former athlete. You can't. You, we can't have embarrassment of people running around forever out there. I, I think. I think it should just be the practice squad for yeah. both teams. You just both stand out teams, there, and if that's anybody what runs you out do. There, yeah, like yeah. you're there. You get to play this. You week. get to play a little bit, and they're hungry too. Yeah. So you yeah. know they're going to devour anything that gets onto the field. Yeah, just need a better yeah. plan. Yeah. Better plan. I mean, Devin Harper. He's not on the practice squad. He's he's actual. You know, inactive. But the inactives in the practice squad. That's mm-hmm. your job. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. But I think it's ridiculous that. People are now putting in police reports because they're where they're not supposed to be, and they got hit by somebody. Like, yeah, was it targeting or was it a good hit? I mean, I feel I feel like it was a he good. Blew him up. I couldn't tell. No, he blew him up. Yeah, <laughs> he blew him up. But I I think he should be suspended for the week. At this least. week, you know, that's actually a good point. Let's is he is he this. what really my question? I just derailed that whole thing. But I mean, is he Bobby Wagner? Yeah, he still makes tackles. Yeah, he, still, <laughs> still, <a guy. laughs> still makes tackles. Still I, and, and that's the thing about it is though. I mean, to me, it's. I, I try and run the ball at these guys. I do. Because I, I think that they're so anxious about getting up the field and getting the pass rush stuff going that, that naturally there's some gaps. There's some natural gaps with guys trying to work their way backside and then work their way down. So, you know, I wouldn't. the plan you had this past week against the commanders where you were taking the ball at them might not be a bad thing to you do. You know, and, and one thing about – we talk about Trayvon moving around and Aaron Donald moves around too. Micah Parsons moves around. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times what happens is is the reason why Aaron Donald and, and J.J. Watt was the same way when he was at that high level. They're right in the middle. They just disrupt everything. But when you start getting cute and they put them on the outside and all that stuff, 
that's when you need to run the ball right at them. Because somebody's a defensive tackle is either an end inside yeah. or a backup tackle or something because they're trying to do all these things. And that's what happens too. Like when, when Micah's moving around, it's the guys that are kind of replacing him. Is, is I think, somewhat of a, a vulnerable spot. Boy, that was almost another word. Um, but but I, I think that you got to just take advantage of when they try to move those guys around. I don't think Aaron Donald, because of matchups, I don't think he's going to move as much. I think he's going to go after McGovern or Biotis right there and be yeah. like, this is my best spot, kind of like Chris Jones did in the Chiefs game last year. Yeah, you will see. And when they get nickel, they try and move him to the outside and play a little end. So they match him up on tackles, which is kind of a – I mean, on th- steel, search, that's probably a, a yeah. win for them. I and mean, that's probably a pretty good know. matchup for them, I would think. They will search. They will search the uh, – they'll search the matchups for you. So. I don't know about that, honestly. You don't think? I mean, I think, yeah, he could – I mean, at times he, he's he's a freak of nature. I mean, Aaron Donald is. But, you know, he's not the tallest guy in the world. So when you got a guy with some power and leverage like both yeah. Smith does and Steele, I think there will be some times that, that they can win as well. Um, I think his best matchup is going to be inside on Biotish McGovern. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the first time he gets around Steele, you're going to be like, see? Well, you got see? Le- Leonard Floyd, too, see? will be a matchup <laughs> problem as well. Because, you know, like I said, because of his length. Um, something that's starting to concern me a little bit or worry me um, the more we advance is, and we know it. The more film you put on, and the more film there is out there of games, the better other teams can prepare to attack you and go against you. With the way that Kellen Moore has kind of simplified the offense to better fit what Cooper Rush is doing and his abilities, are you guys concerned at all that now we're getting maybe at a point where other teams can kind of, okay, we got you figure out in the simple things that you kind of do, and we've seen it before when when teams do that and got Kellen Moore figured out, they slap you in the face, and it's just not going to be enough for them to score the amount of points that they're currently scoring. So I don't know if we're at that point just yet where a team like the Rams can kind of better prepare and attack an offense like the Cowboys currently have right now, or if it would come and happen like next week in a week against the Eagles. Yeah, I, I you know, and your point is is great because you do you watch where Kellen Moore is even trying to trying to help his quarterback is even when the ball's going downfield the max protect stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, damn, I know I can't block this thing straight up, so I've got to keep a receiver in, I keep tight ends in, I keep backs in, whatever I have to do. Um, you know, this is going to sound just very simplistic like the offense, but this is who you are. You know, this is this is how you have to to function right now because you don't. I don't think your quarterback your quarterback is steady. I don't think he's dynamic enough to to you know call those plays. But I'm I'm okay if they max protect and take shots because if it's a fifty fifty ball and you you know you're going to either catch it or maybe you get the pi. You know that that's that's how I'm at if. I'm I'm for however to manufacture offense because I know I'm limited at quarterback. My guy's good, but I don't think he can make all the throws. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that that scares me right now is like he's good enough. Can you score enough points to beat somebody like the Rams and this is a different challenge than it is against the Commanders or mm-hmm. the Giants or something. This quarterback to me, and I know there's been some struggles here. He's going to put up some points, or he's capable of putting up points. 
can you match him in that regard? The one thing is, um, uh, you know, with Cooper Rush hasn't had to play at a level where, you know, where he's had to put up 30-something points because the defense has kept him in a game where he doesn't have to do that. So I don't know. That's what scares me about the next two weeks. The Rams are capable of putting up points. So are the Eagles. You know. But three three weeks into this whole thing, you're going into week four with Cooper Rush. I mean, yeah. are we at a point where maybe we start seeing Kellen Moore incorporate a little bit more dynamic plays? Some well, I think the deep shots. I think it. the deep shots are something that he probably didn't want to do the first couple of weeks. But you know, and you yeah. also now have Gallup, so yeah, that could add exactly, something to that. Yeah. exactly, yeah. So I, you know, that's it's a great question. But man, I to me, if I'm Kellen Moore, I. Just keep calling the plays I'm calling because yeah. you're not turning over the ball. But you know, you're not is, yeah. risking it for, you know, for something that might not work. Yeah, this is also why I think the whole conversation on Dak versus Cooper is kind of short sighted because as time goes on, it's going to get harder on Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. The league has been. Doing it was hard on him last to, week. Right. Yeah, exactly. They didn't the, run the ball. The league has been trying yeah. to to figure Dak out, and they have in some respects yeah. some things that they figured out they can create problems for him. But that's not a new thing for Dak. As time keeps going on, like people forget Cooper Rush is not throwing for a ton of yards every week. Yeah. I mean, I think he's his average is under 200 yards a game. Like he's not throwing for a lot of yards. Um, and so it, right now they're just kind of making it work basically by playing great defense and being committed to the run. Not necessarily being great at the run, being committed yeah. to the run. Yeah. And I think that's a good formula for them to win, but it also has an expiration date. At some point you're going to need a little more firepower, especially if you start talking about playing teams, as Brian says, that have more offensive firepower that might be able to put up that extra – Six yeah. to ten points on and the Cowboys. That's what I'm defense. wondering. Like, where, right. are, where are we? On, how close are we to that expiration date? Yeah, and I, I personally think that that Brian, I agree with Brian. Yeah, that starts this weekend. Yeah. Now, whether the Rams can figure it out this weekend because they didn't look great against a mm-hmm. good defense last week in San Francisco, but Philly, I think Philly definitely can present some problems, and that's why I'm hopeful that maybe Dak is back by that game. And if he's not, we will find out a lot about Cooper Rush and how much this offense. Maybe willing to stretch a little bit when you play a team that may be able to score more than the teams that you've played so far. All right, we're going to take our first, final break. When we come back, we've got a few more questions on the Rams' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet! You need 
Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to the break. NFL Plus gives you live local and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone or tablet. We got game replays and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, here's my next question for you guys. Right now, this, uh, this rushing defense for the Rams is seventh in the league. They are 20th in passing defense. Uh, which does make you think it's going to be a hard day on the ground again yeah. like it was last mm-hmm. week. My question for you is, do you think Dallas should stick to the strategy of we're going to be committed to the run versus we're only going to be committed as long as it works? Uh, I think they need to be committed to the run, but I think they need to be more dynamic in what they do. I mean, if you look at the playoff game, the Cowboys lost to the Rams, what, three years ago? I thought that was kind of the 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 start of the end for like Leighton Vander Esch and and Jalen Smith from what we thought they they got abused in that game but they got moved laterally you know and 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 I think the the reverse runs and things like that Sean McVay was really good at I think Kellen Moore needs to implement that they have a speedster on the outside they really haven't unleashed in that role in, in, like in, that, in yeah. Turpin I don't think. Turpin can be effective without even touching the football. You can do those kind of things with him. I think they need to, to to run laterally. You can't just run right at the Rams. But if you go side to side with the Pollard and Turpin, and even Zeke at times, you know I think that's the way I would attack. But still keeping keeping it safe for Cooper Rush. Yeah, that's that's a good plan. I, I wish this team was good at screens. Just <laughs> I not. Too. I mean, it's just everybody. I watched tape all week and. What's the Rams? The Rams are going to screen you to death. They're going to try to. They're not going to let the pass rush affect how they're going to play. And so, you know, if they if I think they're going to be committed to trying to run the football. If they have success, great. They'll keep running it. If they don't, then they'll just turn into the screen game is what they'll do. And then all of a sudden, you're you know you're coming up, you're coming up, and then the ball goes down the field. It's one of those games you really, Derek. You brought it up. You got to tackle well in this game. You I mean you can't let Cooper Cup run after catch for. 45 yards and a touchdown or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you've got to find a way to get bodies to the ball and, and make it happen. But for Dallas, I mean, I, I like what you're saying, Nick. I, I just feel like, though, it's, it's – they're, they're just kind of figuring out now about, okay, we've got 
we've got Gallup. Let's try and get the ball down the field. Let's try and throw some deep shots. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that because, again, I feel like that, that you're either going to get the pass interference, you're going to get a catch. If you get it intercepted, it's down on that end. You know, fine, we'll play defense, let's go. But, right. you know, the more shots that they take down the field that way, and, and max protect, I don't think that's a problem. But, man, I think the Cowboys are just so much on a razor's edge when it comes to their offense with Cooper Rush. It's just like it's either man if the run if the run goes you got a shot if the run doesn't go it's like oh geez we're gonna be throwing off our back foot all day mm-hmm. here we go you know so those are the things that scare me about the about these uh, about your Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. I have another thing I wanted to point out to you guys we talked a lot about Aaron Donald and how great he is but uh, I was shocked to see this you know that they are the Rams have the worst team in the league when it comes to their pressure percentage. Oh, yeah. And they blitz. Uh, yeah, and that's the other part. Like yeah. They blitz. They're sixth in the number of times they blitz per drop back, but they are dead last in the percentage of pressures they get per drop back. So the question becomes, um, first of all, how has the Dallas offensive line performed when they've been blitzed a lot? Now, some of the other teams that they've played are, are heavy blitzing teams. I think the Giants are first in the league or second Yeah, I think in the Giants, yeah, Gi- uh, yeah. The percentage of times they blitz. But that being said, how do you think the offensive line for the Cowboys, which is a relatively inexperienced line, how have they done with regards to picking up blitzes? Man, to, when, you, when you watch the All-22, the biggest problem the Cowboys have is when people blitz and they bring a twist off the blitz. Because then you don't have... You don't have the continuity. You know, go back to 2016 and when people would blitz Dak, they're thinking, oh, he's a rookie, blitz him. But then you had guys like Ron Leary and Tyron Smith passing off stunts. And, you know, that's the biggest problem that you have with this current. You just got young guys. You got, you know, I mean, I know we're, you know, fifth week of doing this, but there has been kind of a revolving door at guard, at left guard. And, and so when you, when all of a sudden it's like, is where's the continuity with that? And, you know, I, I always worry about the power with the right tackle. I think the right guard is fine. But the center and the guard, when they twist or they mm-hmm. bring stunts behind that, that's where it has the most. The most. And I, I, that's where I would worry if I was a Cowboy fan is that they're going to move you and then bring something behind the twist to get it home. And now that makes Zeke or Pollard have to search and find and get that sorted out. That's, that's how Tampa got you a little bit you know, early in that, uh, in that game. You see where Bobby Wagner said on – I saw this on Twitter, on Cooper Rush. He said, just because a guy has been yeah. good against the Blitz so far doesn't mean he'll be good on Sunday. Yeah, yeah I saw that. And the first comment on Twitter was, just because a guy was good five years ago doesn't make him good now. <laughs> yeah. Which I think he is pretty good I was going to say, now. he's still pretty good. You'd like to have Bobby. Bobby, yeah. Bobby would be good to have <laughs> him. And, you know, if you remember, I mean, that was that was a thing. I mean, they were talking about that. The Cowboys yeah. were, were looking into that uh, to signing signing him. And, you know, ultimately they got Barr at, a, I'm sure, a cheaper pro- – I, oh, no, I know. No, nine, yeah, nine, not, about $9 million dollars cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. But you also got a guy that, that wasn't ready to play, I mean, at the time. And it's taken a while to learn the system and, and all that. So, I mean – there's there's good and bad to that. I guarantee you, Jason Peters and Anthony Barr's, con, you know, their deals have gone down. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're not ready to to play. And and let me let me jump on that part about Jason Peters. We did a mailbag question on that. Um, you know, Jason Peters. Like at this point, like I don't believe that the Cowboys think that that Peters is better than McGovern. Yeah, I mean, because this is a season. What what Peters? He's been here a month. 
He's been here a month, he's practiced for a month, and he's played sparingly in two games. That is what a preseason is. You practice, you have a couple of games here and there, second and third preseason games, and now you're ready to go. And 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 he's not not taking the spot of McGovern. So and Tyler Smith hadn't taken the spot of McGovern either. Yeah. So I mean, I think it is what it is right now. We're kind of waiting for Peters. I think it's time. I mean, if he would have if he's ready to go, he would be ready to go. And I, I would think, that be this game though when you would expect that he would be ready to go? Well, that's he would that's have my point because role? I yeah. think they've got a really good defensive tackle on the other side, yeah. and you would like to combat that with power, and he should have that. If Peters does with massive body. So if he doesn't play this week, to me, is like that's what they believe. They believe McGovern's a better option. They uh, they protected their bet by signing Peters because they weren't sure really how good Tyler Smith was going to be. Right. Or when Tyron Smith yeah. would come back, yeah. and they, if they, at all. Yeah, Tyron Smith, they're thinking, okay, maybe December, right? Yeah. Okay, so they get Peters because they don't know that Tyler Smith. They're thinking, man, we kind of liked him at tackle. You know, We're going to put him out there and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But they protected themselves on the bet is what they did. They protected themselves with Anthony Barr for, you know, for linebacker, for, for uh, Parsons and guys like that, mm-hmm. Van Der Esch and people. Like that, so it was a couple protections, low money protection deals, but I I would not be surprised if if somehow some way Tyron Smith comes back earlier than we expect that Jason Peters is no longer here. I could mm. I could see something like that if they needed a roster spot that mm. you know with what and maybe it is maybe they do I don't know if they want to kick I've been wrong about this before but to me if Tyler if Tyron Smith is healthy. I play him at left tackle and I kick the other guy inside, and I think you're a ton better. That's what the plan was going to be, I think, initially, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. They might not move Tyler Smith now that he's playing well at left tackle. But yeah. I know we've seen only a small portion of Peters, but currently, based on what we've seen, who do you feel is better at guard, McGovern or Peters? I mean, I, I, I would say Jason Peters, though. But I mean, I would say that because because what what I what this team has lacked is is power to run the football, and I think that with Tyler Smith and Peters over McGovern, because Biotish is what he is. I mean, he's not the strongest no. guy in the world, but I mean, there's more to playing center than that. So you you know you can't just have this big strong center who snaps the ball all over the place, you know. So uh, it is what it is. I would go with Peters. Well, yeah, I, the- I kind of wondered though McGovern just because. Like we saw a little bit of it last week when Peters was in there, he's still an older guy, sure. and he's not as fleet of foot as you might want him to be. And that certainly, when you problem. have situations where you want him to get those reach blocks, like those are things that he's not going to be able to do. And the way they run the ball, they don't have just a typical power run game. That's not the the majority of what they do. They're going to ask their their guards to do a little bit more, and I just don't know if he can do some of those things. So for whatever he gives you more in power. I think McGovern gives you a little more flexibility with a lot of a variety of different things you'll want him to do, and I think he might be a better option from that standpoint think, as of right now. I think we were all encouraged by what we saw initially from Peters, and the problem was he was playing against a power player last week in those guys, and he struggled. Yeah. You know, so if you're playing him because you're playing him against for power to match power. Yeah, it, he didn't. It, it didn't match power. Now you're now, now you're, you're really ma- max. Power. Now you're matching <laughs> quickness with leverage. Yeah. When you talk about playing, you know, with Aaron Donald and stuff, you know, that strength. So I, I, there's it's honestly there's no great answer. And I always hate riding the fence about that. Yeah, but, because I, I 
the whole thing with McGovern. McGovern in early in you know some of the stuff in camp in Tampa until he got hurt, he was looking okay. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. here we go. And you know, and then he came back last week, and it's like he never played football. You know, there was things he was doing, but I think a lot of it had to do with those guys playing inside for the Commanders. Yeah, I, I think so. those guys yeah. make you look so. Bad. And you got a few of those coming up. Like yeah. you got that coming up against Philly. You're going to yeah. have that this week. Yeah. Like that's that's going to be the, yeah. the natural thing for these next several games, right? Yep. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to get you guys ready for the game. Give you our final thoughts on what we think is going to happen. Till then, for Nick Eaton, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?